Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Great to have you along. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation with an old buddy of mine, Ruben Schwartz. Ruben is based in sunny Texas, when it's nice and sunny, that is. And we've done some stuff in the past when I ran a nature conference, an online nature conference. And we're going to be diving into Mimoran, which is an amazing tool, software platform to help consultants and businesses in the HR industry to generate more business. And we'll get into how that all happens. But firstly, Ruben, thank you very much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Ben, such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great stuff. And I didn't mention at the start there, but I listened to your podcast. So you've got a brilliant Sales for Nerds podcast. And one thing I talk about from time to time with people, clients and so on, is you've got to find, I don't know, interesting angles or the what's in it for me and stuff like that. You don't want to blend in, right? So you got to find ways to stand out. Well, the Sales for Nerds podcast has wonderful content. It's got you as a great host, but you've got a nice little angle. I'm pretty sure it makes it easy for guests to say yes or want to turn up. Do you want to share what that angle is? And the answer lies in a bottle. It sure does. And when I started, I interviewed people around town and I would show up at their office with a bottle of wine and would drink the wine and do the interview. And of course, as everything has gone remote and I've interviewed people all over the world, you have to bring your own. But it really does make for a fun conversation, a great experience for the guest. And from what I gather, also a fun experience for the listener. Yeah, it really does. That's great. So yeah, I want to dive into Mimoran, which some people might call an anti-CRM. Can you explain firstly what it is, and then we can dive into how people can use it and all kinds of cool stuff to develop their own business? Sure. Well, I call it an anti-CRM because it does the stuff generally that you want a CRM to do. It helps you keep track of your prospects and your partners and your clients and so on, but it doesn't do it the way a typical enterprise CRM does, which is basically for the VP of sales to keep track of the sales team. So when I was an independent consultant and I was trying to keep track of my business development, ironically enough, I was a sales and marketing consultant, so I really have no excuse, but I was trying to use the tools that my much bigger clients were using. And I was wondering why I went from hating sales and marketing a little bit to hating sales and marketing even more because I was using the wrong tools. So when you're an independent consultant, you are the VP of sales and the sales rep and the VP of marketing and the marketing analyst, and you're doing all of this in your spare time, and you probably don't like any of it. So we need a different approach that lets us show up authentically, do as little button clicking and sort of TPS reporting as needed, but spend most of our time engaging in meaningful conversations with the right people. And if we can do that, then good things are going to happen. And that's the whole idea behind Memorin and why I call it an anti-CRM. Nice. Yeah, very good. So when I talk to people about, do you have marketing software in your business? Maybe the small to medium-sized businesses, they may have nothing at all. They may just be Excel and stuff like that. But on the CRM side, maybe they've got a CRM tool, which is a database tool. And maybe they've got things like MailChimp or something else, which is very well known. Personally, it drives me a bit crazy, but anyway, that's for some people to use. But Memoran's kind of got a few different things rolled into one. And I see it as really a powerful way to 
nurture relationships with potential customers. And I'm not being paid to say this, you know, this is not some affiliate deal or something like that. I really like the way you've done it. So maybe starting at the lead magnet end, can you explain how people might use it and then to attract people into the scene, into their world, and then how they can nurture relationships using automation? Sure. So a lot of different questions there, but let's talk about lead magnets. If you don't know what a lead magnet is, it's the piece of hopefully extremely valuable content that you get in return for entering your email address on one of those forms when you visit a website. And typically what happens is you enter your info in the form, if you even fill out the form, and then someone sends you a PDF. And then you try to read the freaking PDF on your phone, which is miserable, and then you get frustrated and it's not a wonderful experience. Now, obviously, this works to a certain extent, and tools like HubSpot, or you mentioned MailChimp, MailChimp has the ability to send someone a PDF as well. Like, it's not bad, but it's not really that good, especially for the independent consultant who's not getting a huge volume of leads, but who needs to have a conversation with them to see if there's really an opportunity there. So what we do in Mimarin is, first of all, we make the experience of getting to the lead magnet a little bit easier, and then... The lead magnet itself lives online and it's an HTML document basically. So you can read it on any device. You can embed video in there. You can put form fields in there. You can provide a much more interesting experience for the reader. But then you also know not only when somebody requests it, you know if they go back and read it again tomorrow or next week or next month. The idea being you can kind of see who's really interested. And if you happen to have a few minutes while Ben's reading my lead magnet, great time to pick up the phone and call Ben and have a very natural conversation about whatever the subject of the lead magnet is. And if we do a good job with our positioning and our messaging and then creating a lead magnet that's super valuable for our ideal prospect, then we end up with one of our ideal prospects reading content to try to solve the problem that we help people solve. And we can then have a very natural, easy conversation about that. It's not a sales conversation. It doesn't have to feel icky or hard we can just step right into it naturally. And the right people are going to raise their hand and say, hey, Ben, gosh, what would it take to get you to help me out with this? Absolutely. And what would you say to people who would think no one really asks for PDFs and lead magnets and those sort of things, that sort of free content anymore? What would you respond with? People ask me for it all the time. I wouldn't even consider myself an expert on it. But I think part of the challenge is when we think of about these lead magnets or whatever, we think about the worst clickbaity examples that we can yeah. think of. We don't necessarily think of the thing that we would actually love to have right in front of us right now to help us solve our problem. And a lot of the challenges, people come up with these either sort of clickbaity checklists or they try to be super appealing to everybody instead of saying, I want to attract my ideal prospect right now. I don't want to waste my time with the thousands of folks who are not quite ideal, but I could in theory help, I want to really zero in on say the 500 individuals or companies or whatever it is who would be great fits for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give them something that's super, super valuable. And people request that. People want help with their problems. And I think a lot of it is being willing to get specific enough on who that ideal prospect is and exactly what they're trying to do and how you can help them. And then lo and behold, people will want that information. Yeah. So I completely agree with that. And I run paid ad campaigns for clients and things like that. And 
where they were running ads to home pages or to their services page, stuff like that, we typically would step in and say, let's have a half step. Let's send to a lead magnet and make it a really attractive lead magnet. And there are all sorts of ways to make them attractive and interesting. And as you said, they're helpful. They can answer an immediate question or the first step of a process type question, or even checklists are great because they put a big issue into a context and line it up. So I think it's brilliant. So in terms of the automation side of things, let's say you've got some really great resource Someone has requested it via a form. Uh, you filled in a form for a lead magnet. What happens next and how can you nurture relationships automatically? Sure. So I think there's two things going on here. One is we really want to have conversations. There is no replacement for having that conversation. And I know because I'm a techie introvert who hates sales. So I've spent a lot of time and energy and technology investment in trying to avoid the conversation. It is the opposite of what we want to do. We want to lean into the conversation. So Mimrin is all about, let's get that lead into our world, convert from a visitor to a lead, but then from a lead to a conversation. Now, at the same time, we can't have conversations with everybody. And for example, I use MailChimp as well. Sometimes it drives me a little crazy. And I can actually drop someone from a lead capture form. They're requesting a lead magnet in Mimrin. They go right into my MailChimp list. And that can go on along its way. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing you can do with that MailChimp list, you can combine it with a lead magnet idea. So Say you have a checklist. It's the you know the 12 things you should be doing to keep up with HR law in 2023 or whatever it is. Well, you know what? Something else comes up. Now you've got three more things. It's a great chance to tell your mailing list, hey guys, by the way, it's now the 15 things you need to be on top of. Here you go. And the people who grab that lead magnet are kind of raising their hand saying, hey, I'm a little bit more ready for a conversation. You might have hundreds or thousands of people on your mailing list. You can't talk to all of those people. But the ones who are really interested in your content going to be more receptive to having that conversation. Absolutely. So you can have pre-written messages that go out according to a pre-scheduled timetable, if you like. And you've got those really cool notifications that you mentioned about whether someone's read the resource and coming back to it, because that's a big one. Like if someone was looking at a document, I'd sent them a couple of times, three times, four times, whatever it may be. Yeah. I'd be picking up the phone, maybe emailing them, even just putting a comment on a post they'd done on LinkedIn just to let them know I'm around. But that's a really good stop sign you put up there to say, look, try and get the conversation. Don't just leave it to a machine to do all the talking for you because it's not going to do the same job. And I think that's the kind of the premise you built Memoranda around, right? It actually is. The whole reason I started down this crazy path was I wanted to know if people had read my proposals because you'd have some meetings scheduled to review the proposal and half the time that would get rescheduled. And then I would find myself in that voicemail from hell loop, like, Hey, just call and see if you got my proposal, Ben. Do you let me know if you have any questions? And you're kind of like, gosh, do I want to call again? I don't want to seem too desperate. I don't want to not be persistent. What do I do? So I thought if I could actually put the proposal online and know if, and when someone was reading it, I could have the conversation at the right time and make a lot of other things easier as well. And sure enough, that worked. And that led to people saying, Hey, Ruben, I'd like to have that. And then some of those people said, Hey, this is great. The end of my sales cycle is so easy now. What can I do to get more people in the front of my funnel? And that's where the lead magnet piece came in. And then people said, gosh, Ruben, I love your stuff. And the idea that was it was just tools that would plug into your CRM to make it more useful. And they said, I hate my CRM. Can you make Mimrin do the CRM piece too? And I'd say, no, no, the world doesn't need another CRM. That would be crazy. And I hate CRM. I'd be the last person who should make a CRM. And after I was trying all these different tools, and it's obvious now why I didn't like any of them, right? They were built for the VP of sales to keep track of the sales team. They weren't built for me 
to do sales and marketing, to nurture relationships in my spare time. So eventually I was like, maybe I should listen to my customers. And here we are. What? Listen to your customers? How outrageous. Yeah. So can you talk about the CRM side of things? You know, what does it look like? How does it feel for that small to medium business as opposed to the Salesforce model? Sure. I mean, I think any CRM basically has a list of here's a bunch of people that you need to yeah. talk to. What's a little different about Memorin is it will actually help keep track of when you need to talk to them. So you can define different conversation frequencies for different types of folks, and it will keep these people in a queue. And you can click start call mode for everybody or just for your prospect, just for your partners, whatever it is. And it will take you to the first one you're supposed to talk to. You click the button to call them. You take your notes. You hit save. It'll set a next conversation date for you and take you to the next one. Because what I found was I'd have this big list of people and I knew I should talk to all of them, but I got so overwhelmed with trying to figure out who I should talk to next that I wouldn't just spend the time unless there was some reactive thing going on. So it was really hard for me to nurture those relationships. And then you get in the place where you feel like your pipeline isn't solid and you're desperate and you feel awkward versus, hey, I have all these wonderful people in my universe that I need to talk to. Let me just talk to a few of them each day and good things are going to happen. And so enabling that is really at the core of the CRM. And then other stuff like, let's keep track of who referred whom to us and how much business we got from that. We're in a referrals-driven world in our industry. And I know you can customize Salesforce to keep track of that somehow, but I don't want to like go pay someone to do that. I want my CRM to just know that that's an important thing. So let's actually stay on top of that. And I think that lets us kind of relax and not feel any pressure on any individual conversation. I remember when I was struggling with this stuff and you, you get a referral and maybe it wasn't the world's best referral, but gosh, I got to make payroll. I better close this deal. Ah, and then you feel crappy versus, hey, I've got this big line of people, almost like a doctor, right? There's a big line of people in my waiting room. I want to see each one. I want to treat them well. I want to give them the best advice I can. The right people are going to need surgery with me or with someone else. Someone else, I might say, take two of these and call me in the morning, whatever the right thing to do is. And before you know it, you're actually having fun doing your business development because you're not feeling that pressure of, oh, I got to close this person. You're just having great conversations about the area that you're an expert in that you enjoy talking about with people who want to talk about it with you. I really love that. There's so much in there. One of the elements you described was, was almost like chunking the work because yeah, if there's a big list of people in the database, in the CRM, there is that sense of overwhelm. But because you've got this date-driven prompt system, so you've had a conversation, I want to follow up with them in two weeks, two months, whatever it may be, you put that date in and then the system keeps track of people at the different stages, let's say, or dates. And then you can chunk activities. So every Wednesday from 11 to 1, I'm going to do calls or follow-up emails or something. And then you just jump into the system and then it almost produces the list of people you need to start phoning, emailing, et cetera. Is that right? Yeah, and it's even kind of a step beyond that in the sense that, for example, let's say one of the things I struggled with was I would get busy with client work and then I wouldn't keep up with my prospecting. I think we probably all yeah, experienced that at some yeah. point. And so obviously it's different if you're working 40 hours a week on client work and maybe you can squeeze in an hour of prospecting versus you don't have any client work and you the whole week is prospecting. But what I found was even when I had that hour, I got so overwhelmed 
that I wasn't super productive with it. So the idea with Mimran is I can actually go and say, okay, let me look at my prospects and let me add to my calendar that weekly event to follow up with my prospects. So whenever that calendar alert goes off, I click the link, it drops me into my Mimran account. I click start call mode and it's going to take me to the first prospect that I'm due for a conversation with. And then if I have that conversation, I can set a next conversation date manually if I want. But if I don't do that, it's going to set one for me. And that's the thing that some of these other CRMs weren't doing. They would have a next conversation date or a next task date. But if you forgot to set it or you went to lunch and you got logged out or whatever, it was like that person would just disappear off the face of the earth, at least in terms of your CRM. Mm -hmm. And then six months later, you'd be like, oh, what happened to Ben? I forgot to call him back. Oh, shoot. And so I didn't want that to happen. So everyone kind of stays in a rhythm unless and until you decide, I don't want to talk to this person anymore. But otherwise, you never forget anybody. Even if you fall a little behind, that's okay. You can make that up. What we don't want is someone who's kind of interested but needs a few conversations to get there to disappear off of our map. So sorry, can I clarify, if you forget to put in the date or you go off to lunch and you get logged out, what happens to that person who you would normally have put a prompt in to follow up? Well, what happened with the traditional CRMs that I was trying to use was there would be no next task date. So then uh, when you looked at your upcoming tasks, they would have disappeared. They were gone, like poof, pop of smoke, they're out yes, of here. Yeah, got it. And so what I wanted was by default, the system says, hey, we're going to keep everybody in a queue and nobody disappears unless I say I want them to disappear. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's going to be on a rhythm that I can override if I want to. But by default, say I want to talk to my prospects every 30 days or whatever the frequency is, everyone's going to stay in a queue. Got it. So I do a lot of prospecting, et cetera, via email, and then I have conversations mm -hmm. later on. But yeah, I do a lot of email and so on and messaging and LinkedIn and so on. But the way you're describing it, I can sort of picture as chunked time. So you allocate an hour or two where you stick on the radio, your favorite album or whatever. And then you do all that messaging or secondly, I did an episode on my podcast recently on time management or efficiency productivity tools. And one of them was this cool thing called focus mate, where you just sit with another person on a zoom call, you mute each other, you say hello, and then you have to work for that 45 minutes, whatever it is. And it's this sort of accountability thing where you both just get right. the job done. But yeah, you could achieve so much if you just set that in your calendar every week for an hour or two, which most people don't do at all. So if you've got that and doing it regularly, and you've got a system to tell you who to contact, that's a really strong pipeline approach, as opposed to, as you sort of suggested earlier, oh my gosh, freak out, it's the end of the month, and there's nothing, I'm going to call everyone and just drive them crazy with weird messages of buy now, buy now. I think it's a really profound system. It's really good. Yeah, and you brought up something really interesting, the notion of doing it with someone else. So I think another challenge we have as independent consultants is we're alone, or at least we feel alone. And so I like to think of it as we can be solo, but we don't have to be alone. So one of the things that I encourage people to do with those calendar appointments is invite somebody else to your appointment to do prospecting with you, exactly like you say, right? It can be on Zoom. You could even just do it completely separately, but it's like, hey, Ben, Wednesday mornings, you and I are going to hit our prospect list. Thursday afternoon, we're going to call our partners, whatever it is. And then you can actually connect with other users in the system and form a little conversation leaderboard. So you can see how many conversations the people you're connecting with are having, and they can see how many you're having and so on. Just that notion that just because we're by ourselves and technically like we don't have a boss the way you do in a traditional company where the VP of sales is like, hey, are you making your calls, Ben? What about you, Ruben? 
So it's easy for people who feel like they don't like selling to begin with to sort of procrastinate around that stuff and do a bunch of other things that feel like business development, but aren't really. And so this is a great way to get together and use the power of your colleagues, kind of like you're suggesting, to just encourage us to spend some time doing that. And then once you get in the habit of it, you realize, gosh, all of this stuff was in my head. It's actually really fun. Kind of like everyone making their New Year's resolutions to go to the gym January 1st. And if you're <laughs> out of shape, it really helps to go with a buddy. And before you know it, it's like, hey, I kind of like going to work out. This is an important part of my day. Absolutely. I love it. And then on the proposal side, can you explain how that works? Yeah, you basically set up a template. Here's what I like my proposals to look like. And then when you want to create a proposal for someone, you say new document, select the template, and then it creates it. Boom, you know, a couple of clicks, a couple of seconds. And then it's going to automatically fill in things depending on what you have templatized, things like customer name and when's it effective through and so on. And you can select from a menu of offerings to create a quote, you can actually have more than one quote in a proposal. So it could be like, here's some optional stuff we might want to look at or good, better, best, whatever it is. So there's not as much pressure on getting the one right price, if you will. And then you can also pull up your conversation notes while you're creating that proposal. So what I like to do is if somebody's telling me, hey, here's a big problem I'm having, I'll flag it. I'll have like a little capital P colon. And then when I go and I search my notes, I search P colon. I'm like, okay, boom, here are all the problems that this person told me about. Let me make sure I've captured them appropriately in the situation summary. And then let's do the same thing for what they want to see in a solution. Let's make sure that's all that stuff is either in the solution or I've called it out explicitly saying, hey, we're not doing this as part of this phase. Maybe it'll come later. So we can create this super customized proposal without actually spending a lot of time and energy and stress on it. And then we can share it online. They can read it on any device. We know when they're reading it, they can e-sign it on any device. And what I really like is generally speaking, if you've taken good notes and you've asked good questions, they're going to be like, oh yeah, this looks pretty good. But maybe they want to make a couple of tweaks. Oh, by the way, you know, Susan's out next week. We can't actually start till the following week. Can we adjust the schedule or whatever it is, right? And instead of having to do send me a new version next week and who knows what's going to happen. You can often make those changes while you're having the conversation. Well, nice. And then they can just sign and be on their way. Yeah, that's clever. So it's kind of full life in terms of marketing. You create some content or interesting resources that may interest your ideal type of client. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, great. So yeah, it's real sort of start to finish. And then, you know, you take over if they say, yeah, let's get started and you get on and start delivering some wins for the client. It's a wonderful system. Does that sort of encapture it? And then also what kind of feedback or how do your own customers, member and customers use it and then enjoy it? Yeah, I think one other piece that's probably worth mentioning here, there's a mission and positioning screen, which is sort of like a little Mad Libs, fill in the blank, who's your ideal prospect? What are their attributes? What do you help them with? What's the cost of that problem that they're dealing with? What do they do if they don't hire you? Why is that not such a great idea, et cetera? What's your superhero name and origin story? And the whole idea of this screen was originally to let people create lead magnets because people were like, oh yeah, lead magnets, I totally need that. And then they wouldn't create lead magnets. And it took me a little while to figure out why. And it was because they weren't really crystal clear on who they were creating them for. So they would kind of stare at the screen and go around in circles in their own head. So that kind of helps you get really specific and it 
creates sort of an outline of a lead magnet, but it also says, well, here's what your homepage might look like. Here's what your LinkedIn profile might look like. Here's what LinkedIn post ideas might look like. Here's a content calendar, all based on that ideal client profile and how you help them so that everything is coherent. And I think that is missing from typical CRM because the VP of sales hands you the sales playbook. Here's our talking points, here's a messaging or whatever. But when you're a consultant working for yourself, you have to slash get to come up with that yourself. And I know just like so many other people, I tried to skip that step. Oh, this is hard. I don't want to get real focused. You know, it's going to take too much time and rule out too many people. But if you don't do that, everything else is exponentially harder. And if you do it, everything else gets exponentially easier. And I don't like sales and marketing. So I want it to be as easy as possible. And I think most people do. And I think that's one of the things that people would talk about when it comes to using Mimarin that's very different than a traditional CRM. And they probably go through like a little bit of hair pulling and like, oh gosh, these are some tough questions because I may not know exactly who my ideal client is now that you mention it. And that's where, you know, having some of those facilities to quickly call a bunch of your past favorite clients and ask them questions and take notes comes in really handy. But then when you have that together, having that ability to create lead magnets and then just follow up with the people that you already know, I think that's the huge untapped gold mine, both literally and figuratively, most of us know so many people and maybe we blast them with an email newsletter once a quarter or once a month or once a week or whatever it is. But are we actually having conversations with the people who already know, like, and trust us mm-hmm. to the extent that we have a relationship where they might say, can you help me with this? Or gosh, you got to talk to Ben. Ben's the guy that comes to mind for the problem that you're talking about. Good things happen when we have good conversations with the right people. And that's what we're trying to do. Like, I think of this as, you know, not only do I sell this, but I use it myself. And if it could work for me, it could work for just about anyone. Because I spent so many years trying to avoid all the stuff that I'm now proposing that we do. Because it's so much better and so much easier. And actually, at the end of the day, it's a lot more fun. Right. Yeah. And what about some people who are using the system now, like consultants, preferably? How do they use it and or enjoy it? What do they enjoy most about using it? I think a lot of them enjoy getting through the mission and positioning screen. They don't necessarily enjoy like struggling with it initially, but getting through that, getting clarity on exactly who they help is super Mm. powerful. And then just sort of having that sense that they are somewhat in control of their destiny, that they can nurture these relationships. They're good relationships with the right people and good things are going to happen. They're going to get clients. They're going to get referrals. They're not just sitting there on their heels praying for a referral at the end of the month and then feeling desperate to close it or staring at the spreadsheet that's kind of bursting at the seams and can't keep track of everything. They can do all this stuff. And I like to think of it as instead of being in client mode, which these people love, and then sales mode, which they hate, you're kind of in client service mode the whole time. You're just creating great content for your ideal prospects to help teach them about the problems that you care about. You're talking to people like a doctor would, not like a salesperson would. So you never have to have that icky feeling and you never have to be stressed out like, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting to follow up with people. You can just kind of show up. And I like to think of it as we don't often think of the consulting practice as an actual practice the way we might medicine or law, but we should. And we can systematize it, not completely so that we're robotic, but enough that we can kind of use our genius within the parameters that we should so that we can do our best for our clients and not get super stressed out. 
Like if you're an HR consultant, you want to be thinking about HR problems, not which of the 300 people in my current spreadsheet should I be talking to right now and stressing out about that. You want to be having conversations with the person at the top of that list that you should be talking to right now. Absolutely. Love it. So Ruben, I think you've described an excellent system and I would recommend people listening to go check it out. If they want to learn more about Mimarin, what should they do next? Go to Mimarin.com, M-I-M-I-R-A-N.com. You can see a whole bunch of screenshots and get more information. You can grab a bunch of lead magnets. You could schedule a demo. You can start a trial. You can do whatever it is you'd like. And I just want to emphasize, this is really designed for the independent consultant. It's not designed for a sales team. So if you've got a sales team, you're going to want a more traditional CRM and that's totally okay. No judgment. I just don't want to mislead anybody into thinking this is for everyone. Absolutely. Brilliant. So mimarin.com. And yeah, if you're listening to this on the go, check the show notes for the link, but otherwise Ruben, thank you very much for sharing your advice, but also sharing how Mimarin works and for demonstrating verbally how consultants can use it to win more business in an easier way. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me again, Ben. Appreciate it. Always great talking to you. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.